everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Romance in Color. Yes, we're your hosts, Tatiana and Yakini, and glad you all are joining us for this second season of our podcast. Um, what's been going on with you? Nothing much, girl. We got a little snow this week in New York City. Oh, Just God. a flurry, nothing crazy. It was pretty mm-hmm. and not not too much of a nuisance, but mm-hmm. yeah, nothing much. Just, you know, trying to watch a little TV here and there. You know? Okay, okay. What about you? I, What's new? Yeah, I just, we just celebrated my daughter's fifth birthday Aww. and then, um, you know, had like a little, in this COVID age, we had to have a little Zoom birthday party, but she had a good time. Yeah, that's so, how we do it now. Zoom yeah. parties, Zoom showers, <laughs> drive-by showers. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. It was good fun. But um, that's nice. our, our, our um, topic last week really, um, people really enjoyed it. I, I think they're going to enjoy this series we're doing on Toxic and Trash TV Couples. <laughs> I love the name of that. <laughs> Well, I say talk to the trash TV couples goals or not. And last week we talked about Dwayne and Whitley. It was very much a spirited debate yes, it was. going on. Um, I actually was in my HBCU Greeks group um, on Facebook and they were talking about not our podcast per se, but just talking about where Dwayne and Whitley goes and people were like, oh, people reading too deep into it and right. blah, 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 blah. But most of the women, but these are the men mostly. Oh, gosh. Most Defending that like, behavior. Yes. And of course, most of the women were like, no, Dwayne is trash. He should have ended up with Byron or Julia. Yeah. Like it's we nice that we can say that as adults because it's like that was not how I felt back then. I don't mm-hmm. think most people felt that he was just such a charming, sweet, boyish romantic guy so right. yeah that's crazy right but when we look back at it with our adult eyes we're like nah 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 we don't want to go through any of that uh-uh. drama, uh-uh. unnecessary drama if we don't have to no right? so it was cool it's cool so we also have another um tv couple to talk about this week but um last <laughs> week we had a couple hot topics going on um in addition to that i forgot which ones we talked about um, but it was a few things. Um, and then I gave some reading romance um, recommendations, which was The Princess Trap by Talia Hibbert, Low Country Bride by Prislasia Williams, and the Lucy Eden novella. So I hope you all enjoyed those reading um, recommendations as well. So yeah, girl. So what's the hot topic this week? What are we getting into? So there's a few things going on this week in the world of the celebs. Um, Masika Masika Kalisha, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. If you watch any of the Love and Hip Hops or even Growing Up Hip Hop uh, Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Masika, she was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood and now she's on Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. I actually actually haven't watched her in there, but Mm -hmm. she's like a reality Instagram model. I don't know, you know, what they call themselves but she's like an instagram model vixen Mm. um turned reality star and she's been in the limelight for a while but most recently and she's she's a a beautiful girl beautiful surgically enhanced body you know i'm not taking away (laughs) if i said beautiful and surgically enhanced you know very lovely but she's been single for a while she does have one daughter that she Mm. shared with uh is it fetty wop What's the guy who he he's kind of fallen off a little bit, but with the one eye that's like yeah, Fetty Wap. yeah. So Fetty, Fetty she has a child with Fetty. Um, but yeah, basically, she very recently announced her engagement um, mm. mm-hmm, to a guy she's been with 
before about no no to a guy who she just reunited with they knew each other right. over a decade she said over the course of their relationship he pursued her and she said I curbed him 97% of the time but you know he wore me down these last few months we got really close and he proposed to me after four months and I was like what makes you realize you wanted to marry me after only four months and he was like I knew when I first met you I wanted to marry you you were going to be my wife and anyway so they got engaged oh, she showed a picture of her ring the whole bit and then just a couple days later or actually just a couple days ago she basically went back on social media and was kind of like it's over we're not anymore <laughs> yeah he tried to extort me he was using me <gasps> as a come up and just kind of did this whole thing. yeah oh my god he was like trying to get famous off my name and you know it, i was just a come up so it was just kind of like happened very quickly and then it ended very quickly and so that was that and it kind of mm. reminded me of how we talked about announcing you know she's like I know I'm a public figure so I'm only sharing this with you guys because I owe it to my fans and then just the other day actually I think yesterday the shade room uh, said they both had pictures on their Instagram of them in the same Las Vegas hotel with the same background so it looks like they're back together so one of those off oh, again yeah. on again relationships that you is, know how that goes that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so I that wish her the toxic. best uh, girl because she just said so many my thing is if you have to share the breakup and the makeup online because you're a public figure that's fine if that's what you need to do but to go into that level of detail, I never feel like you should give everything because you right. don't know if you're going to kind of like when you are going through things in your marriage or your relationship, how much do you share with your family right. until you know it's really over? Because if you share exactly. too much and then you get back together, you know, we forgive faster than our family. Yeah, our family, our mama and sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're never going to fully forget and forgive and forget. So I'm always like, yeah. just be careful what you share because she says so much and now they're back together. So that's them. <laughs> Child. Okay. And okay. other reality couples. I was watching recently Erica Mena and Safari. They did a little love and hip hop reunion type of thing because you know they can't really film the shows the way they yeah, used to commercials mm -hmm. for it like they're kind of like doing like like a little recap or yes yes yeah. I'm not usually a fan of those types of shows I'm kind of like I just wanted to see the show but I tuned in for a minute and you know Erica Mena and Safari had a beautiful baby girl last year yeah. she's about one years old and Erica was talking about how she really wanted to have more children. You know, she came from a big family and mm -hmm. Safari doesn't want to have any more children. And so all of their castmates were kind of like, well, why don't you want to have any more children, Safari? Y'all made a beautiful baby together and, and you're young. And, and he really had expressed wanting to have a family and wanting to have children. And, and he was kind of just stammering and not saying much. And Erica was like, go ahead and say the truth because you said I got too big when I was pregnant. <gasps> and yeah, that's what Safari said. Oh, and then she said, God. and then she went on to say, you said I got too big and you didn't like how I looked. So you don't want to have another baby because I'm just losing the weight now. And you said you felt you got too big too. Um, so kind of like we both got big. And you know how men can also pick up a little weight during the pregnancy oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... I don't know if it was a you got too big or we got too big and now we're kind of good now and let's stay. It just sounded bad. It wasn't a good that look. Shallow. It, it sounds so horrible and so shallow. No matter how big or whatever happens to your body, you're you're producing a life and you know you have those children forever and then you can get your body back. I mean, you can or, or not. But still, <laughs> it was just yeah. really, really tacky. Like, because I like Safari. A lot of people think he's corny and stuff, but I like him. But that was a turn off. I didn't like that. Mm, I don't like that either. Ciao. Mm. <laughs> since, we're, since we're on reality couples, um, so you guys know Kenya Moore and Mark Daly have been going through a very public separation, um, mm -hmm. during which time Kenya has reported that 
Mark, you know, first they separated on the show. We saw that big, ugly kind of fallout um, yes. at the end of Real Housewives of Atlanta last season, or maybe it was two seasons ago, where he had the charity event and he was upset because the cameras were there and he basically just showed his ass and he just mm-hmm. was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And so that happened and they announced their separation. And people saw over that season, Mark wasn't on the Housewives a lot, but he was not enough for us to see how he really appeared just controlling and a jerk. He just wasn't, you know, he put a bad taste, I think, in a lot of people's mouths. But right. after the, the season ended, Kenya was on Watch What Happens Live and stuff, talking about how Mark was, you know, in tears, crying and begging for her back, allegedly, saying he realized, you know, he made mistakes and he wanted to save the marriage. I didn't know about all that, but this was happening. I don't know. Like something Kenya made up. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't strike me as the type to look at his behavior on TV and reflect and be like, wow, I need to do better. I, he right. just didn't strike me as that man. But according to her, he was really doing his best to kind of rekindle things and do better by her and the baby, Brooklyn, adorable. Um, and so anyway, just this week, he basically came forward with a press release and announced their divorce is final. So, you know, I just thought it was his typical kind of selfish way to, like, did they talk about that together? Because I, I feel like yeah. Kenya would have wanted to release it on the same day, her statement. So this is kind of how we found out through his statement. I feel she's better off. I hate it that she, I think we all understand sharing a baby, a child with a man, kind of wanting that relationship to work out, you know, mm-hmm. for the child, for mm-hmm. the family. But I just didn't like the way he treated her. And, yeah. and I'm just, I just wish that she's such a strong woman in every other way. I just didn't understand why she would want to even work things out. He was such an a-hole on the show. I just feel, I, like, I maybe, I feel like, maybe it's me, but I feel like reality TV has really changed who my perception and who I thought Kenya Moore was. Oh, like, girl, me too. I, I, I was shocked to it. I'm used to it now, but it yeah, shocked me. It I was shocked really shocked me. by her behavior. Because I loved her yeah. so much. She was that first brown skin Miss USA. I remember oh I watched that pageant with my mom. She was just so beautiful to me, so classy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I guess that's what reality TV is. It shows us who people are. And she's very entertaining. She's good TV. I don't hate Kenya. Um, right. I certainly don't don't like this for her, this man, the right. way he treats her. I don't um, like to see any strong woman be broken down and yeah. be, become passive and a shell of who they are, you know, because for all that she is and her drama that she brings, which is good for the show, but I'm sure in real life, not so good. But I didn't like to see how he how he treated her. That yeah. hurt me. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he announced the divorce. So she's better off. I'm sure she's probably oh, feeling yeah. embarrassed and maybe sad and all sorts of emotions. I feel that she will look back on this and and be happy and great. And she and will grateful. be fine and find someone else. And absolutely, she'll find someone else. There's me. always someone else out there, and there's mm-hmm. always the one for you. And Wendy Williams believes that too because she is has introduced date Wendy on her talk show it's gonna <laughs> wait, be a little... wait. so it's like a game show to date her yeah correct correct yeah. like the flavor okay. of loves and the for the love of ray j and oh the chance of love and all that stuff yes Ooh. ma'am honey so Ooh. it's going to be a little segment on her show she talked about it because you know she's been very open about how she's enjoying dating putting herself out there. She was, she's always like, I'm the kind of woman I enjoy a man's company. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. It's nothing about it that's desperate, that's mm-hmm. lonely. You know, I was married mm-hmm. for a long time. I'm now divorced and I, I do enjoy a man's company. For right. now, I'm having fun, dating, getting to know people. Right. If, if right. I meet someone who I really click with and it turns serious, great. So she is gonna, um, she had like her producers starting to vet guys 
And I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm going to, I'm assuming it's going to be virtual, but yeah, they'll have a chance oh to, to date her. And she was kind of <laughs> describing what she wants. She was kind of like physically, he can be black, white, Asian, whatever. He mm-hmm. can be tall, short, fat, thin. She said at this point in my life, it's about someone who I just vibe with, vibe who, I, right. yes, who makes me laugh. We have stuff in common. You're not looking for a come up. She, she said, don't be someone who's trying to come on the show or meet me because you have a new product or a new, you know, business that you're trying to promote. Cause she said, I'm not mentioning your product on my show. I'm not mentioning your brand. Like if we start dating, mm-hmm. you will not be on my show. I will not be, be- mm-hmm. kind of put it out there. She was like, you need to have your own money. Cause I have my own money. We need to basically be, you know, equally yoked enough such that, you can treat me to things. I can treat you to things. And we can go away together. And nobody's, you know. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That we can go away together. And, <laughs> and no one's having to support the other. So I, I was yeah. that. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. I was looking on in her comments. A lot of people were bashing her. You know, people love to hate Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think it's yeah. very. I think it shows a vulnerable side of Wendy to put it out there that she's willing to date somebody and be yeah. so open about it because yeah. for so long she's so vehemently private about things going on in her yes. life. So yes. now she's like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna be like open yes. and honest, and yes. she's gonna tell people, you know, that she's dating people. What's wrong yeah, with I like it. This is a and new she's a open woman Wendy. of a certain age, and she's like, yes. shit, I don't have nothing to hide at this point. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I I like it a lot. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I don't care for the going about it through a dating show. To me, that always feels a little artificial. You well, know, maybe she, just from yeah. experience. How many of those reality dating show couples have actually made it? But yeah. I, you know, I, I yeah. like that she's she's dating through different means. She's doing the online dating. She's getting set up, and now this Wendy this dating show. Yeah. So yeah. it should be fun. And last mm-hmm. but not least, we probably a lot of us watched the Salt and Pepper bi- biopic this week. Did you have any thoughts on it, or did you get to see it or no? So I I saw bits and pieces of it. it I'm just long. gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. It was long, and maybe because. I just felt like the actors portraying them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me those were their children. But um So there was a scene where um before since there was no internet and they were a new rap duo, they didn't have a lot of publicity and posters out there. So mm-hmm. people heard them on the radio but didn't really know how they looked. So that led to Herbie Lovebug or whatever his name is. He was their manager at the time. Mm-hmm. He fell out with this business shark guy who he was trying to deal with. The guy ended up being a crook. They fell out, whatever, parted ways. Mm. And so what happened was Herbie booked salt and Pepper a show at a little club. When they arrived, everybody was waiting to get in. The show had started and Herbie arrived with salt and Pepper. And the bouncer at the door was like, you can't get in. What are you talking about? Get online. And Herbie was like, what are you talking about? This is the talent. This is salt and Pepper. And the bouncer was like, uh, salt and Pepper is inside. They're already performing. So you guys <laughs> need to get out of here. So oh, Herbie ran, ran around and jumped, some, jumped through some window, got into the club, and on stage was basically like a fake salt and Pepper that this guy that he fell out with had booked because nobody knew oh, how Lord. they looked. So this pe- these people had collected the money and had this bootleg salt and pepper on the stage performing. And the bootleg salt and pepper was their children. Salt's oh, daughter and pepper. It was cute. I didn't oh. know. So I was live tweeting it. And so I saw that and I was like, okay. So I think the daughter, Peppa's daughter's name is Egypt. And I forget the other oh. daughter's name. Two cute little girls. But in the little interview after, they were talking about how it was fun to play their mom and mom. <laughs> you know, even if it was like the fake salt and pepper. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that but yeah. the the actor and actress who played Salt and Pepper throughout the movie, it it wasn't them. It was two 
actresses yeah, they were okay this, when i saw mm-hmm. them i was like this is this is not salt and pepper this is salt and sugar oh hell no <laughs> they are salt and sugar it took Ooh, me a minute to figure out who was who because they really yeah they, they like, look yeah, like sisters like, like salt and pepper had a distinguishing look about them hence the name very salt distinguished and yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it was just like you know, I just I, I'm so sick of the colorism. I'm so sick of yeah, it. Yeah, that was a weird the thing. Casting and colors. I, I'm so tired. So I, I saw little bits and pieces of it. Like you said, it was long. I wasn't it was as super long. I wasn't impressed by it as I was, say, the Clark Sisters one. Um, was that was Clark didn't... Sisters on BT or Lifetime? It was on Lifetime. Okay, because I'm finding it was, that I'm not appreciating Lifetime's fire. Fire. Okay, or was it good? But this okay. one was excellent, maybe because of who I mean. I mean, it was Queen Latifah and Mary Jane and some other people mm-hmm. who produced it, and the casting was very thought out and very mm-hmm. thoughtful. I think, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but I feel like this was so haphazard. Like I think it really felt haphazard. I think that was the feedback a lot of people had. It really jumped mm-hmm. around. They mm-hmm. didn't really spend a lot of time in areas they needed to. Um, yeah. There were huge time lapses. So, for example, of course, we discovered Anne that Peppa was there. right. Yeah. Well, she was she was a character there, but it was very shadowy. They didn't go into her story at all. I know right. that they have a current like lawsuit. She's suing them, so perhaps right. there are gag orders. So she was physically there, but we she barely had any lines, and we really right. didn't get to get any of her story. And she right. even said before the show aired, she tweeted that she was really hurt by that that they didn't consult mm-hmm. her and stuff like that. I don't right. know what happened with their falling out. Yeah, but she's obviously a, a big part of their history. Yeah. It's always a yeah. money thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As mm-hmm. I was live tweeting the um the biopic, one of well, I don't know if it was my follower, but I was following the um the hashtag for the movie. And mm-hmm. someone named a user named iCandy86 stated, you know, wow, it took a baby for salt to leave her cheating man. That's Herbie Lovebug. He had a baby right. on her. Uh, I didn't right. know about that at the time. I knew he was a dog, but whatever. She said, it took a baby for Salt to leave her cheating man. It took a baby for Wendy Williams to leave her cheating man. Ladies, yeah. we got to do better. We deserve better. And that really yeah. resonated with me. I had to retweet that. Because yes. I'm just like, what is it about us and our relationships where we tolerate the cheating or we close one eye to it or we forgive or whatever? I'm not saying we do it easily, but we go through the fire and we let these things happen. And then when somebody has a baby, that's the last straw. Why is that the last straw? Baby is the true evidence of the The physical. Now, is that as a reminder to you every day what he did? Or is it as a reminder to other people? Like now it's embarrassing. It's both. It's both. I'm just like, leave him before if he's doing all that. It's just so horrible. So, I mean, yeah. It's It's both. It's, it's, It's the physical manifestation the reminder that i understand yeah and then it's it's just you realizing that you know that she you know the chicken will come home to roost basically you know his actions have consequences and you know you gotta live with that you know and i think even for couples you know and so in the movie herbie love bug or whatever i don't know if it's supposed to be love bug but i'll say herbie he used that whole it was when we took a break baby like a break baby you know i don't know if they actually took a break but you know like Dwayne wade and gabby union who i love and respect so much and i love their love but i was just so disgusted and i know he had that baby during their break but i just kind of feel like i was really glad when she had her baby because I think that must remember that was like a storyline on the game where Melanie and Derwin, basically he had that baby when they were on a break, but I don't know how you live through that baby. And and that's with like 
the baby really was conceived during a break, but it really is a reminder of, like you said, the manifestation of them, of him mm-hmm. being with someone else. So, but I just, it just was sad when I, I was like, dang, like, cause I don't know if Wendy, I assume we'll, we'll see in the movie if it's really the truth. If she knew about this woman, Sharina or whatever her name was before she suspected and or suddenly there's this baby. So Wendy start telling us that this movie coming out, coming up, was it this weekend, right? It's the 30th. I think that's Saturday. Is it Saturday? So I might actually catch this one. So yeah. I, mean, I might actually watch it. So so she's saying it's going to be 100% no filter, real, the real, real. We'll, that's, we'll see. that's what she's saying. And then afterward, there's an hour called What a Mess. And uh-huh. it, that looks really good too. It's an hour long documentary where she's talking and she's on a couch and there's some tears and she's really kind of giving it to us raw. So oh, wow. Wow. I like oh, the wow. actress who's playing her though, you know. Yeah, yeah, they they really got <laughs> they really got her looking like Wendy for real. For yeah, real. well she looks like today's Wendy, which is very slim and lean. Wendy yeah. struggled with her weight for a while and stuff, yes, but that's yeah. okay. I mean it's hard to get it all, you know. But no, I'm looking drugs, forward to yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that should be good. I'm looking forward to it. So that's yeah. that's hot topics this week, girl. It's a lot going on. Ooh, mm-hmm. that is a lot. It's so many, so many toxic, <laughs> toxic relationships. Yes, yes. <laughs> going along with the theme of toxic relationships. So we'll be back after this break and talk about this week's toxic TV couple, uh, Martin. Uh, what was his last name? Payne. Martin Payne. And Gina. <laughs> Gina Waters. Gina Waters. <laughs> we'll be right back. So we are back and we are gonna be talking about again this uh month and February's uh podcast themes is toxic and trash TV couples, gold <laughs> or not. Nah. So like you said, last week we talked about Dwayne Wayne and Whitley. And this week, we're going to talk about good old Martin Payne and Gina Waters of the now of infamous and famous uh, Martin Lawrence show or Martin mm-hmm. show that was on, um, was on Fox or the WB I don't or know, because I don't think I watched those live when they came on. My parents didn't let us watch them, if I'm being <laughs> honest, because we were younger. So I think I kind of caught up later when I was like a teenager you know what I mean I or a little older a I think it was a t- we were tweens when that came out yeah so, so it was I, something they were like it's too adult you know yeah, yeah. So, so, silly. I, mean, I remember definitely watching it my parents really didn't have too much restriction on me watching TV. yeah but I watched but, them all later when they came on in syndication and I've seen like every episode a thousand yeah. times I have them all you know how you can like when the episode starts you're like oh this is the one where Biggie's in town right, and they do right, the competition right. So, yeah, so I'm going to preface this discussion by saying that Martin is and probably will always be the funniest black sitcom ever. Like, he is a genius, so funny, classic, you know, not taking that away because I can watch a Martin episode today and laugh so hard as though I'm seeing it for the first time. So there's that piece. That's my little um, disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) before I get into this. He is a Martin standing there. He's a Martin (laughs) Love him. I, yeah, I, I, I like Martin. Trust me, it's, but it's still not. It's not one of those shows that I would like. I have to sit down. I have to watch when it's on. There are other shows like that for me. Um, that, that do it for me. Like you know, I'll sit down and watch Moesha. I'll sit and watch. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying some of the other end. But he's not one of the shows that I will sit down and just like if it's on, I'm gonna just like pause and stop everything I'm doing. Like shows okay. like that for me are like 
girlfriends, half and half. Okay, uh huh. Um, I even watched the Wayans Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Um, other shows, you know, uh, um, in Living Color, stuff like that. Okay. I watch. I watch literally like over and over and over again. Okay, um, so even Martin a different world. For me. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Even a different world. I do that. But and and Living Single. Living Single is definitely the show that I will watch <laughs> all the time. Okay. Um, but um, it's not one of those. I like it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, as we've gotten older, I realize how problematic it was. Oh, Lord. You Jesus. know what I'm saying? The yes. 90s had some problematic shit going on. There even was a when lot. I, oh, yeah. even when I watched Moesha, I'm just like, girl. Yeah. Really? So like when you I treated back, Ken, so, when yeah. I, right, I know. Um, okay, so I would say, and we'll, I'll talk about their relationship versus kind of some of the other things. So at yes. the time watching it, I never saw Martin and Gina as like a toxic couple. They mm-hmm. were kind of like couples goals. Like, oh, they're so funny. You know, right. they're ride or die for each other. They've been through so much. Mm-hmm. They always break up just to make up. There was even an episode where I think he came in singing break up to make up or whatever. Yeah. Um, or no, he was singing it and then she came in and then they did the Rick James thing. I mean, it was just like a really like dope love, you know, from what I right. saw. Right, I right. will say, and we'll talk about that, but what I will say that I did not, it didn't take me years to kind of reflect upon was the toxic relationship between him and Pam. I just oh, remember God. that always made me uncomfortable, like yes. the, the, the sparring back and forth, more so his sparring of her, because she would do the short jokes, but he did stuff. He didn't talk about complexion, but he was always talking about like beady beads and stuff, and I just yeah, never, yeah, like calling yeah, her yeah. a horse and just ugly yeah, and dog. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was too far, too much. It was cringy to me yes um, i don't know it just was uncomfortable i just thought it was too much like you well, can it, trade and talk I, mean, so I felt like it was too much yeah and 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 and, and let's be let's be, let's keep it a buck i'm sorry but uh what's her name look way better than uh pamela way better than gina well see this was the 90s when people just assumed gina was fine because she was high yellow you know exactly, and that was exactly. the criteria at that time for beauty I and love Pam today people appreciate Tina Arnold. She, she was beautiful. The weaves were raggedy in the 90s anyway. But for yeah, a band, hers was good. So yeah, no, there were a lot of things about that relationship. And, you know, she hooked up with Tommy later. He never really defended her. But mm-hmm. she would call him on it. But I guess back to Martin and Gina. I think a lot of people really saw them as like this favorite celebrity or favorite sitcom couple. You know, they were young, they were attractive, they both had cool jobs. You know, Gina was an executive. Right. Martin had his radio career that evolved into, you know, word on the street. But Gina, oh if you'll God. recall, was always um a little more successful like she was an executive yeah. and he was yeah. kind of struggling and then he, he eventually made it and stuff but mm-hmm. they were at different points in their career but you know they just seemed like this cool couple who just really loved each other and no matter what they always kind of stuck by each other but when you just kind of like really look back and reflect on it there were just some problematic things you know I feel like I feel like the main thing for me with Martin and Gina was that Gina was constantly supportive of Martin. Yes. And Martin never wanted to support anything yes. out of the Gina wanted to do. Correct. Like, you know, take her competition next level, whatever, whatever. You know, he never right. like right. really, really was like riding for her for the stuff that she wanted to do. But right. he always expected her to be down for whatever shenanigans or whatever that he was, you know, into or whatever. And you know she what was saying? down for everything. She, she always was. was. 
But yes, like you said, yes. whether it was like a pottery class, an art class, a fitness class, you know, mm-hmm. he just would turn his nose up at it, sneer at it, call her bougie. You know, he was actually yes. pretty disrespectful and at times verbally abusive. He would call her interest stupid, bougie, right, um, right. hated her parents, and they did right. not like her. I mean, they did not like him because, yes, you know, they, they were they were very upper cl- upper middle class parents and they and, did not like her for and, him. Yeah, Martin was a spoiled, you know, mama's boy who, uh, I, you know, he's, you know, her his mom's world because she's, I guess she's a single mom or whatever. Yes. So, you know, she was... <laughs> 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 oh, God, <laughs> mama all these people. Oh. You know, Miss Mama Payne, who was so the worst, the worst. But even with the, the two, so the parents didn't like each other. I mean, the, um, the children's spouses. Uh-uh. But Gina always had Martin's back. So if you think right. about it, when her parents would kind of say, Gina, you're too good for him, she always would defend and protect him. You don't know what he's doing. And, you know, he's, that's right. You know, that's he's right. Doing it for us and blah, blah, blah. They're like, he's, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. But she always had his back and would defend him. Whereas mm-hmm. his, Mama Payne was just openly disrespectful to Gina. Oh, and at the time we laughed, calling her applehead, you applehead <laughs> and, yeah. and muscle butt and had the parrot uh-huh. saying muscle butt and stuff and uh-huh. all these things. And like we would yeah. giggle, but it was kind of like Ma- Martin oh was such a mama's boy. I don't remember him ever saying, Mom, don't you disrespect Gina. Like I really, I maybe it happened. I don't have any memory of it. No, I don't have scared. any memory. You still scared of a pussy. You too much of a pussy to stand up to his mama. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and in real like, like that's funny for a show, but imagine that in real right. life. Oh like your mother in law disrespecting you like that and your husband or boyfriend is not. Right. That would cause so many problems. So instead, Gina was kind of tolerant of it and whiny, like, you know, Martin, your mama doesn't like me and it was like yeah. he expected her to kind of just bend down and kiss Mama Payne's behind and stuff. So right, you know, right. in, in real life, your your spouse really should have your back. I'm not saying that you have to disrespect your parent, but you can mm-hmm. respectfully check them and let them know this is the person who I love. And I would really appreciate it if you didn't talk to them that way. So, yeah, that never happened. And that never also... Happened. Gina really, really compromised a lot of her own beliefs to be with Martin. Like, she didn't really want to live with him. She didn't want to shack yeah. up. You know what yeah. I mean? And then she was like, look, I want to ring. I want to get oh, married. I want to ring. And that whole, oh, that whole, well, then when he proposed, that first like, here's a ring yeah. here. Like, that, right, oh, take like, it. You wore like, me down, Gina. You wore me down, you, you Gina. Finally, okay. yeah. Oh, everybody was like, oh. Like, that was just like Like horrible. it was the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Bad, bad, bad. But he tried to make it up with Brian McKnight and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think he did try to do it over, right? Yeah. Yeah, he tried to do it over. Yeah. But, you know, but the context just... of him proposing was because he had been such a jerk. I don't know if you remember, but Gina was basically tired of waiting for that proposal, and she was yeah. she was offered a very high paying promotional opportunity in New York, and mm-hmm. so she was considering it. She was trying to talk with him about the decision and see if you know mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Where's this relationship going? And he tried he, to play like it wasn't nothing, like oh, you know, it ain't right. nothing. You know, whatever you want to do, whatever, whatever. Exactly. Oh, and he accused her of making up the job to kind of trick him into proposing. It was right. a great job offer, but his boss at the time, Stan, who was another jerk with oh. with Myra, you know, he was another jerk. Yes. He convinced him that Gina was just playing a trick on him and trying to get him to propose. So when she, she, he don't, mm-hmm. so he proposed finally when he saw it was real. But like you said, it was just like very. 
thoughtless and kind of like you wore me down. You plotted, you schemed, and finally you got me. Will you marry me, Gina? Damn. Right. Ever. So it was sweet that he did try to make it up with the Brian McKnight thing. That was lovely. I'm glad that right. he did that. Right. Um, right. But there were just too many other times when he just pulled stunts like that. You know, right. like his right. ego was so big that he he didn't consult with her about things. She wanted to mm-hmm. talk with him about the job mm-hmm. opportunity in New York. Him, when times got rough, instead of talking to her about it, he ran away. Do you remember that time he joined that cult? Cult, yes, yes, And he became like Sunflower something. I forgot what it was called. Shaquille Sunflower. Or he would do impulsive shit, like, you know, embarrassing himself on the freaking Barney Hill show. And just, you know, know, just like not listening and doing what he wanted to do. And when she told him, please don't do that, he would do it anyway. Yeah. And he often embarrassed. Remember that episode on the radio where he resented her being invited to be a guest? So he was very disrespectful to her on the air and embarrassed her on the air and just kind of put her down. You know, it was so often that she she just was a lot more mature than him. He was just very childish. And I don't know. He was kind of a jerk. He could he be verbally abusive and immature. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. was so caught up. And then the other thing, remember when he was going to his class reunion and he's bragging on how fine Gina oh, is, fine Gina is, fine Gina. He but, was yeah. so wrapped up in how she looked that when yes. she had that allergic reaction, yes, yes, he was just yes. like, oh my God, oh my God, what is right, this, you know? Right, right. You yeah. know, he just couldn't like get it together. Like he could not. <laughs> that episode was funny with Pretty Ricky. <laughs> oh, Pretty oh Ricky my God. Right, right. Oh I mean, God. in the end, he punched that guy in the face because, you know, he made fun of Gina. Right. But still, it was it, just still. It oh had to take you that. Far. But again, yeah, slaves are parts of masculinity. You punch a guy doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's not the mm-hmm. way we, you know, yeah, express the way we care about people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and let's not talk about all of the times throughout the show when Martin was almost unfaithful and just was just uh, so immature. He didn't really kind of appreciate what he had, it seemed. There was the mm-hmm. episode with Miss Trinidad, where it was yes, his former third Ms. grade Trinidad. teacher, yes. who was actually played by Beverly Johnson. Mm-hmm. And she was beautiful. And she basically mm-hmm. came on to him. And mm-hmm. he, you know, initially resisted her advances. But when Gina caught him, Miss Trinidad was trying to kiss him. She walked in. Mm-hmm. At first, she didn't believe him because it looked really bad. And he made a comment like, well, damn, Gina, like, if you were going to act like this, I should have just gotten some. Right. Like, that is just like, yeah. you didn't say that. That's not appropriate. Oh, and then he, he also with, almost. Yeah, Lark Voorhees. Yeah, her. Yes. And then with Kim Fields, he was playing, he was working with her on the radio. There were just, and then Kenya Moore, they went out to dinner. He's staring at her breasts and making comments. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't recall Gina ever behaving that way around him or about a man because he wouldn't have tolerated that I mean, um, you were, I, didn't they break up and she was going out with somebody else for a minute like I think but, yes but she wasn't really like feeling the dude even though he She's, was way yes. Yes. yeah I think really he was that guy that corny actor that light-skinned tall slim guy yeah I think that she but he was more like her type like he was more mm-hmm. you know equally yoked or whatever yeah but um yeah mm-hmm. So Martin was just really like childish and la- like he never really came for his mother, like we said, but yeah. he often came for his friends and he was yeah. quick to throw people out of his apartment, including Gina. Do you remember yes. that? 
Like, yeah. it's funny when we look at it like, ha, ha, ha. But imagine if, like, y'all are playing cards, you and your friends and your girl, your man or whatever, and the you guys all kind of ends up bickering over something. And he's like, get to step in. Everybody get out. Including right. you. Like, what? You're kicking me out, too? So, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. Was a lot. Shanene was constantly putting her down, you know, disrespecting her and Even though Shanene was a successful businesswoman, had always <laughs> had money. Okay. That's funny to think of her as that. But it's true. She owned her salon. Yes. She owned her salon. She did. She did have the answer to nobody. She Mm -hmm. was confident about what she was. And she had her own money. But Martin never checked Shanene for dissing his girl. Like, he really very rarely had Gina's back, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. How is that couple's goal? I mean, when it came down to it, he would defend her. But like you said, it was in that kind of territorial toxic way like if it's yeah, a man who wanted to be his girl. right it wasn't about like shanene clowning her or something like that but mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah yeah martin was just really really like yeah like you said we laughed at it then sometimes we laugh at it now yeah, and yeah. you know it was just it was just a bit he, he was a bit too much you know what i mean he was the, just very the, insecure he resented the fact that she made more money he would off when she was trying to introduce him to nice things he was whining about why are you always trying to change me gina why are you always trying to change me it was kind of right. like he wanted to diminish her to make himself look bigger and his light shine brighter like he needed to kind of put her down in and order to bring himself up yeah and when he finally did propose that he brought that ring it's like he put that over her head like all the time oh the my goodness of the ring. yes yes oh my yes. god i hated that joint it was so, so childish much. yeah it yeah. was like you know how much it tell him how much it costs you know you know tell how much it right. costs and this ring costs i mean my husband would never do no, no so like that. so obviously yeah. like martin was kind of like a caricature of all of the fuck boys and immature mm-hmm. childish men that we know, mm-hmm. right? He was mm-hmm. kind of a compilation of that. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that his role was written that way on purpose. But I think just the irony of the fact that we look back on that. So I know that when, you know, sometimes they say art imitates life or life yeah. imitates art. I don't know how the expression goes, but mm-hmm. I'd like to think that Martin was nothing like his TV character. Um, you know, oh, no. I but, mean, I don't know. I mean, he I had those problems her. with with um, Tisha um, Campbell at the end of the show. Correct, she, correct. But a lot of people there. tried to villainize her for it. We're not even going right. to get to that because right. people enjoyed the show so much. They were mm-hmm. angry at Tisha for speaking up about what she said was his alleged sexual, you know, um, uh, harassment uh, and, right. and even assault so you right, know right, we right. no one knows exactly what happened but I just feel like people were very quick to side with with the male as, as often happens but right. he's also had some very public relationships where where you know he wasn't a nice guy and he right. you know he wasn't a nice guy and those relationships ended badly did you ever watch that show Hollywood exes with his lovely ex-wife I forget her name that cute girl with the dimples really sweet um, but he just sounds like he wasn't so far from the, from the, the one that was married to, um, to the football player, Kevin Smith. No, 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 she it was um it was his ex wife. I forget her name. I just loved her though. She was so lovely. Um, and they had they shared children. So yeah, I I don't know Martin. You know, love mm-hmm. to watch the show, but he is the definition of an f boy. And his, I just find it must be his second ex wife. Because he was, I, yeah, he, I think he was married a couple times. He yeah, dated he Love first, Voorhees. I don't think he, he married her, right? He dated her. He then he married um, the girl Patricia, who then turned around and married Emmett Smith. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I think it wasn't her. It was some I think her name was Sharice or something. Okay. I'm not okay. sure. I'm not okay. sure. But okay. yeah, on Martin, the characters were very funny. I'm not gonna take that away from them. It was so mm-hmm. hilarious. I just think people need to stop looking at that show like those were relationship goals because they weren't. Um, you know, when people are like, Oh, I want to love like Martin and Gina. No, you don't. No, you it's don't. Like- Cause we know plenty of Martins, and when it's not on a sitcom, it's not funny, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, Shamika. Yes, that's who it was. Yes, yes, yes. She was on the show Hollywood Exes. I loved her. I yeah, loved her. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then I talked, like I said, a little bit about Pam and um his interactions with her, and it would just yeah. be about her hair. I felt like that was rooted in colorism and. It just was icky and uncomfortable. We never saw Big Shirley, but it was always every fat fat joke in the world about Big Shirley. And and deriding, you know, Cole for his, you know, attraction to bigger women. Mocking that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It was a bit much. So yeah, he was toxic in a lot of ways. He was very, he was abusive Mm -hmm. to his friends. I mean, he just... Yes. Oh man, I know that guys rib on each other and make fun of each other and have their jokes or whatever. So they had the ongoing. Jo- Tommy doesn't have a job and he's bald headed and stuff. Right. But right, you right, know, right. he was kind of a jerk to everyone. He kind of reminded mm-hmm. me, and maybe the writers were kind of thinking about the Jeffersons because remember how George yeah. Jefferson acted? He was always very grumpy and cranky. He was a little man, right. just right. always dissing his dissing everybody. He was kind of treated Louise like a doormat. You know, yes. she tolerated it. You know, she yes. was a strong woman. She just yeah, looked and him, her and eyes. Him and, uh, um, uh, Florence had that kind of back and forth. That was too. that Pam relationship, yeah. dissing yeah. her, yeah. disrespecting her, slamming the door on you know Bentley and, and yes, Mr. Yes. Willis or whatever. Like yes. the way so, there were a lot of similarities. I know these current the modern shows do pull from like the old shows. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just it reminds me of of that interaction. So, but you know. Love the show. We'll we'll always watch, but we'll just, always watch let's it, just yeah. be mindful when we're talking about couples' goals. Like yeah. that's not what you want, baby girl. That's not what you want. <laughs> no, we don't want to mark. No, it is not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so wow, so that was that was we, that was touched on a lot of stuff. I can't wait to hear what we're gonna talk about next week. Yeah, yeah. As always, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know who. I don't know who. Y'all have to wait and see. We'll, we'll think of somebody. <laughs> but it, it'll probably crush your dreams. But it's okay. <laughs> right. It's okay. It make you. You got to look back at things with 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 when you have knowledge and you look back at things with, with the knowledge that you have now. And, you know, it makes it a lot clearer that hey, you know, maybe this isn't something that we need to aspire to. You know, in our daily right. lives, it's just fiction, right. sure enough, but and enjoy you know, it for what it is. Enjoy it for what do. it is. Yeah, yeah. You can still but just want more for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you definitely can can still enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, this week's watching romance and this week's reading romance. So we are back. Um, so this week's watching romance, um, I Sandra Shonda Rhimes put out a little teaser about our joint Bridgerton mm-hmm. and next season. We are so hyped. So next season is gonna focus on um, the older brother Anthony um, and him trying to find a spouse. As you all know, at the end of if you haven't watched Bridgerton and don't listen to this, but at the end of um, the first <laughs> season, not only did we you know find out who uh, lady Whistledown was, 
But we also found out that Anthony said that he's going to really be on the hunt for a wife mm-hmm. um, this season. So it's going to kind of focus on the older brothers, Anthony, and then what was the other one's name with the B? Um, oh, but they're going to kind of focus on those brothers trying to find uh, spouses. And not only that, um, focus on, of course, the more the antics of Lady Whistledown and and things like that but I'm, I'm sorry but I, need, I need more Simon though I'm, I, I just need, need more Simon, Simon too it can't be it it cannot it can't be it. it cannot be it he is too fine for that I want to see what's going on with the baby you know we really got really involved in the fact that you know how he was devastated by how his dad treated him and Mm -hmm. he was very closed to the idea of a child Mm -hmm. and when he held his baby for the first time and looked at that baby with so much love Mm -hmm. I really want to see the type of father that he's going to be even though he was even though he was was sexually coerced let's just put it Keep it a hundred. Yes, but, that's um, right. That's right. You know, that's back right. in the day, you know, people didn't have the words for the things that were going on now. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it but I hope that, you know, he and Daphne come to a place where they're okay with each other and okay with having this family. I yes. think we'll probably see pieces of that. So re- but, remember, just to remind that this remember the baby, she didn't get pregnant after she raped him. She it was a while. remember she heard her crying in the bathroom. That was like such a sad scene. I got teary mm-hmm. with her mom when she got her period. And then mm-hmm. I think something he he a change happened in him and he was ready mm-hmm. to, to do it. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm re- reinventing. I don't remember. I just want to see more of Simon and Daphne. What's her name? Daphne? Daphne, yeah. And their baby. Yeah. I really need yeah. to see how he fathers that child and just yeah. how he loves on that child. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Come on, yeah, Sean. It's going to be so home. good. So we'll Ooh. probably get that probably next year. That They're, they're saying probably fall time. Maybe around the same time oh, next year. So oh. we got to wait. We got to wait. So. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, in the meantime, there's other stuff for you to watch. If you like Bridgerton, there's a new show on PBS called... Um, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Okay. Um, it's actually a mystery. Kim, you love mysteries. So I this do. is like a this is like a Sherlock Holmes type of mystery <gasps> type of thing. Is it multicultural some, like Bridgerton? Because I really like there are black that. people in there. Yes, it is. There are black people in there. It's, it's set in a little uh later time period than Bridgerton. Okay. So um, you know, it's about a woman who starts her own detective agency after her father dies, and <laughs> with the help of a guy that she's kind of into uh, okay. the dude who works at Scotland Yard. They help to solve all these crimes and murders okay. and, and things like that. And the first episode drew me in so fast. It was so good. I was like, oh, this is what I need to kind of tide right. me over until I get to Bridgerton. So it's a yes. really good show, but it's on PBS. Okay. Um, it's called, the, like I said, it's called Miss Scarlet and the Duke. The second okay. episode just came out, so you're not going to really miss anything. And it's, I want to say it's free on Prime. Um, it might be free on Prime, but um, it's so it's so darn good. It's so good, and the guy has like the Scottish accent. He's so freaking oh, hot. Wow. Okay, he's okay. so hot. Thank you for that but, recommendation. Yeah, but it's so good. It will tide us over until Bridgerton. Okay. Um, I also watched over the weekend. I saw um a Winter Getaway that was on Hallmark with Brooks Darnell. Um, Brooks Darnell, we saw him in several Christmas movies over the holiday season. Um, with Kyla Pratt, um, and then we saw yes. him with yes, friend, I remember mm-hmm. one I like with uh, Tamara or somebody the season before that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, this one he was actually the love interest of a um, I want to say she was 
either Indian or a Pakistani or something like of that nature. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss, um, you know, sure identify this person. Um, but it was a really good love story. He was, he was, he had been gifted a trip um, by his friend who was a billionaire, and the girl was supposed to be his concierge, so she assumed that he was the billionaire. Um, but they kind of hit it off, and you know, it, it was. It was really, really good. Um, and he, he's such a good natural actor in these things. Yes. I, I, re- I really want to see more of him in more yeah. Hallmark movies. So I think they're going to use him a lot more um, this season um, and, and in other things. So um, good for Brooks Darnell. Um, yeah. And then I saw another movie. Um, if you're me and you like like Korean dramas or like Hong Kong or... Chinese dramas, um, then this is the movie for you. Um, it was it made me very weepy. I cried. I mean, uh, it was so good. But it's called Your Name Engraved Herein. It's a Taiwanese movie. And it's sort of set against the um when martial law ends in Taiwan. Like like Taiwan is a very um contentious place over in China. China, if you know the history of Taiwan, mm-hmm. China claim explains to Taiwan. Taiwan says it's an independent of no, you know, Taiwan says we are Taiwan, we are the real Republic okay. of China, all this other stuff. So um these two men fall in love, um, amid family pressure to get married and all this other stuff. And then there's homophobia and social stigmas going around, but it's so good. I just cried. It was, it was, it was, oh my goodness. It was a very weepy, weepy, weepy movie. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really good. Did you see anything this weekend? Anything good? Not really. I was I watched this um show on the CW called All American, and it's a really great family friendly movie about oh, football. Yeah. Believe it or not, I don't know if you're familiar with. Oh it. yeah, I love show. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah. about romance per se. They're in high school. There are some romantic themes, but it's kind of not the focus. So that's kind of what we've been watching, me and the kids and stuff. So they like all of them. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we all love it. So we, we mm. make it a big event every Monday and stuff. <laughs> it's very special. That's <laughs> nice. That's mm. nice. Um, so in this week's reading romance, you guys, I let me tell y'all, I've been trying to catch up on all the books that I need to read and do reviews for for our podcast and for uh, my own, you know, the mm-hmm. arcs that I've been given. It's so hard to try to read in between being a writer yeah. myself and try to write and stuff like that. But yeah. when I need inspiration and I need like a break, I'll go and read the arcs that I have, which is the um, advanced reader copies of what arc stands for mm-hmm. of these books. Um, so I read three in the past week or week and a half or something like that. Um, so I read one called Hungry Erotic Stories for Angry Black Women. Mm. Let me tell y'all, I thought it was going to be one thing and it, it turned out to be something totally, totally different. Oh, I, I'm a person very familiar with erotica and stuff like that. Here's mm-hmm. a, it's just a quick review. So it's like four stories about these four women who are like friends and different, different stories about them. Okay. This book needed a whole big ass trigger warning. There are things in it that are just disturbing oh. um, for me, and I'm not a person who's all like I don't You're kink shame people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't kink shame people or things like that. But there are some things that need to be addressed if you're gonna if you're gonna put a book out there um, that's erotica and it has some really kind of hardcore stuff in there. Oh wow! Um, you need to put um, some trigger warning in there. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm not going to mention what's on there. Things might be sensitive to our readers, to our listeners. But um, it's four different stories um, by somebody who has a made-up name. Okay. Uh, called Ermin Gar Lubido, which is supposed to be like libido. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but the four stories are called Smut Buckets, White and Sweet, Bump and Uglies, and this really strange Christmas story called Cold. And it's just written for and about black women. Um, I don't know. Something about it tells me this person is not black who wrote this, but but I could be wrong. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there. But it's just something about it. I just didn't okay. connect. And it's supposed to be about women owning their power and sexually and stuff. But it just mm-hmm. didn't feel that way. It just did not feel that way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. That. please again, trigger warnings. We got there's some. So, thank uh, you for that warning. That's important. Yeah, there, yeah. there's a salt in there. There's some uh, BDSM stuff. There's some things that are kind of look kind of gray areas of consent. Um, there's some kind of gray areas with kind of uh, um, rape and and things like that. Okay. I, I I couldn't I couldn't I could not I couldn't stomach a lot of it. Um, and then the other one was called The Love Bet by G.L. Tomas. G.L. Tomas is actually a team of sisters, twin sisters who actually write. Oh. And this is a really cute, cute um, um, Afro-Hispanic sisters who write. Um, and this is called The Love Bet about a woman who's a relationship um, director at a magazine. Um, and so she's forced to kind of, you know, she's like commitment phobic. So she's forced to kind of confront her issues about relationships when she pitches this project about having somebody fall in love by like you know the third time you have sex with them basically okay and so somebody from her past kind of comes back to kind of test her theory and um so it was cute it, it was it was not it was it's not nothing that's going to make you kind of trigger warning or anything okay. like that but it's definitely one of those happily ever after type things okay uh, and the last one i read was by cherish hodges it's called won't go home without you um, and it's it's kind of like a second chance story about a woman um, who's really in love with her husband. And it's funny thing you were talking about break babies and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> really in love with her husband. And he's a doctor. And then an illness left her with and and an operation left her unable to have children. And then he went out and supposedly cheated on his wife with a coworker. Yes. Who claims that the, that he's the father of the child, okay. even though the, the, you know he says he doesn't recall sleeping with the woman, but the DNA oh, doesn't lie. Um, and so they're, they're trying to, but you know he still never stopped loving his wife despite them, you know, being yeah. separated or whatever. So it's about them coming together, trying to repair their their bond and maybe heal things. It's, it's very soap opera-ish. Oh, um, but it's, but you would enjoy it. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a, a lighter read than, than the okay. other one. But again, hungry trigger warnings abound, y'all. Just don't go into that, you know. Okay. Yeah. A little and and I don't say that a lot about a lot of books, but that one just was. Whew, that was kind of hard. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's there's there's. I put it to you this way. There's Zane. And then there's insane. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's like Zane, like reading Zane books. I never yeah. felt, I never felt violated, but mm-hmm. I never read a book where I felt violated. Okay, wow. And I was and- like, this is weird. I, I, you know, this is weird. This is different. I don't know if I like this. a lot. Yeah, yes, yeah, a lot. So, again, tread lightly with that one. 
Okay. But okay. those are my recommendations um, awesome. for the week. Um, anything else, Bikini? You want? No, don't want to add anything. Just a reminder to folks: if you want to check out that Wendy Williams movie, definitely do that. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch. So we're gonna definitely talk about it on, on the next um podcast. And, and they um, are going to be giving an encore of Salt and Pepper. If you missed it the first go round, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think you missed a whole lot. It wasn't mm-hmm. great, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're a diehard Salt and Pepper fan, then you know, if you just want to see it, just to kind of say you saw it, they'll be airing and that again this weekend. The nostalgia of it is what it will probably pull right because you know what they do play some of the songs, Showstopper, and all that stuff, and it's just mm-hmm. nice. It's a trip down memory lane if you had that tape back in the, back in the day. So for that Tretch reason alone, it? it's cool. Was huh? Tretch in it? I don't remember. Tretch was in it. Tretch oh. was in it, baby. Tretch was in it. So yeah, <laughs> yes, honey. But yeah, so they, it got a little good at the end. It just took a minute. Three hours oh. of movie is a lot. So anyway, that's all y'all. I hope y'all have a wonderful week and weekend. Yes. And again, if you have any more toxic tea couples you want us to review, yes. hit us up on our Instagram, which is Romance and Color. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on our Twitter, which is Romance in with the letter N, Color with the U. And mm-hmm. again, we have our Facebook group, which is uh, facebook.com slash group slash Romance in Color with the U. So you all will see you next week. We'll talk, see you next talk. week, guys. Be safe. Yes. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye.